Hello, welcome to Meditating the Word. I'm so glad you've joined us on our journey through the Bible in a year. If you'd like a roadmap of where we've been and where we're going, you can download a copy of the reading plan from blueletterbible.com. You'll find a link in the notes. The translation I'm reading from is the World English Bible, but feel free to follow along in your favorite translation. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, what are you waiting for? Why not do that now? Just click on subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. This is Day 103. Today, we're reading from the first book of Samuel, chapters 18 through 20, and from the book of Psalms, chapter 11 and chapter 59. The first book of Samuel, chapters 18 through 20. When he had finished speaking to Saul, the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own soul. Saul took him that day and wouldn't let him go home to his father's house any more. Then Jonathan and David made a covenant, because he loved him as his own soul. Jonathan stripped himself of the robe that was on him and gave it to David with his clothing, even including his sword, his bow, and his sash. David went out wherever Saul sent him and behaved himself wisely, and Saul set him over the men of war. It was good in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. As they came, when David returned from the slaughter of the Philistine, the women came out of all the cities of Israel, singing and dancing, to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy, and with instruments of music. The women sang to one another as they played and said, Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Saul was very angry, and this saying displeased him. He said, They have credited David with ten thousands, and they have only credited me with thousands. What can he have more but the kingdom? Saul watched David from that day forward. On the next day, an evil spirit from God came mightily on Saul, and he prophesied in the middle of the house. David played with his hand, as he did day by day. Saul had his spear in his hand, and Saul threw the spear, for he said, I will pin David to the wall. David escaped from his presence twice. Saul was afraid of David, because the Lord was with him, and he had departed from Saul. Therefore Saul removed him from his presence, and made him his captain over a thousand, and he went out and came in before the people. David behaved himself wisely in all his ways, and the Lord was with him. When Saul saw that he behaved himself very wisely, he stood in awe of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David, for he went out and came in before them. Saul said to David, Behold, my elder daughter Merab, I will give her to you as wife. Only be valiant for me, and fight the Lord's battles. For Saul said, Don't let my hand be on him, but let the hand of the Philistines be on him. David said to Saul, Who am I, and what is my life or my father's family in Israel, that I should be son-in-law to the king? But at the time when Merab, Saul's daughter, should have been given to David, she was given to Adriel, 
the Maholathite, as wife. Michal, Saul's daughter, loved David, and they told Saul, and the thing pleased him. Saul said, I will give her to him, that she may be a snare to him, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Therefore Saul said to David a second time, You shall today be my son-in-law. Saul commanded his servants, Talk with David secretly, and say, Behold, the king has delight in you, and all his servants love you. Now, therefore, be the king's son-in-law. Saul's servants spoke those words in the ears of David. David said, Does it seem to you a light thing to be the king's son-in-law, since I am a poor man and little known? The servants of Saul told him, saying, David spoke like this. Saul said, Tell David, the king desires no dowry except one hundred foreskins of the Philistines to be avenged of the king's enemies. Now Saul thought he would make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. When his servants told David these words, it pleased David well to be the king's son-in-law. Before the deadline, David arose and went, he and his men, and killed two hundred men of the Philistines. Then David brought their foreskins, and they gave them in full number to the king, that he might be the king's son-in-law. Then Saul gave him Michal, his daughter, as wife. Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David, and Michal, Saul's daughter, loved him. Saul was even more afraid of David, and Saul was David's enemy continually. Then the princes of the Philistines went out, and as often as they went out, David behaved himself more wisely than all the servants of Saul, so that his name was highly esteemed. Saul spoke to Jonathan his son, and to all his servants, that they should kill David. But Jonathan, Saul's son, greatly delighted in David. Jonathan told David, saying, Saul, my father, seeks to kill you. Now, therefore, please take care of yourself in the morning, live in a secret place, and hide yourself. I will go out and stand beside my father in the field where you are, and I will talk with my father about you, and if I see anything, I will tell you. Jonathan spoke good of David to Saul, his father, and said to him, Don't let the king sin against his servant, against David, because he has not sinned against you, and because his works have been very good toward you. For he put his life in his hand and struck the Philistine, and the Lord worked a great victory for all Israel. You saw it and rejoiced. Why then will you sin against innocent blood to kill David without a cause? Saul listened to the voice of Jonathan, and Saul swore, As the Lord lives, he shall not be put to death. Jonathan called David, and Jonathan showed him all those things. Then Jonathan brought David to Saul, and he was in his presence as before. There was war again. David went out and fought with the Philistines and killed them with a great slaughter, and they fled before him. An evil spirit from the Lord was on Saul as he sat in his house with his spear in his hand, and David was playing music with his hand. Saul sought to pin David to the wall with a spear, but he slipped away out of Saul's presence, and he stuck the spear into the wall. David fled and escaped that night. 
Saul sent messengers to David's house to watch him and to kill him in the morning. Michal, David's wife, told him, saying, If you don't save your life tonight, tomorrow you will be killed. So Michal let David down through a window. He went away, fled, and escaped. Michal took the teraphim and laid it on the bed and put a pillow of goat's hair at its head and covered it with clothes. When Saul sent his messengers to take David, she said, He is sick. Saul sent the messengers to see David, saying, Bring him up to me in the bed, that I may kill him. When the messengers came in, behold, the teraphim was in the bed, and the pillow of goat's hair at its head. Saul said to Michal, Why have you deceived me like this, and let my enemy go, so that he is escaped? Michal answered Saul, He said to me, Let me go. Why should I kill you? Now David fled and escaped, and came to Samuel at Ramah, and told him all that Saul had done to him. He and Samuel went and lived in Naioth. Saul was told, saying, Behold, David is at Naioth in Ramah. Saul sent messengers to seize David, and when they saw the company of the prophets prophesying, and Samuel standing his head over them, God's Spirit came on Saul's messengers, and they also prophesied. When Saul was told, he sent other messengers, and they also prophesied. Saul sent messengers again the third time, and they also prophesied. Then he also went to Ramah, and came to the great well that is in Seku, and he said, Where are Samuel and David? Behold, they are at Naioth in Ramah. He went there to Naioth in Ramah. Then God's Spirit came on him also, and he went on and prophesied until he came to Naioth in Ramah. He also stripped off his clothes. He also prophesied before Samuel and lay down naked all that day and all that night. Therefore they say, Is Saul also among the prophets? David fled from Naioth in Ramah and came and said to Jonathan, What have I done? What is my iniquity? What is my sin before your father that he seeks my life? He said to him, Far from it, you will not die. Behold, my father does nothing, either great or small, but that he discloses it to me. Why would my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. David swore moreover and said, Your father knows well that I have found favor in your eyes. And he says, Don't let Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly, as the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, there is but a step between me and death. Then Jonathan said to David, Whatever your soul desires, I will even do it for you. David said to Jonathan, Behold, tomorrow is the new moon, and I should not fail to dine with the king, but let me go, that I may hide myself in the field to the third day at evening. If your father misses me at all, then say, David earnestly asked leave of me that he might return to Bethlehem, his city, for it is the yearly sacrifice there for all the family. If he says, It is well, your servant shall have peace. But if he is angry, then know that evil is determined by him. Therefore deal kindly with your servant, for you have brought your servant into a covenant of the Lord with you. But if there is iniquity in me, kill me yourself 
for why should you bring me to your father? Jonathan said, Far be it from you, for if I should at all know that evil were determined by my father to come on you, then wouldn't I tell you that? Then David said to Jonathan, Who will tell me if your father answers you roughly? Jonathan said to David, Come, let's go out into the field. They both went out into the field. Jonathan said to David, By the Lord, the God of Israel, when I have sounded out my father about this time tomorrow, or the third day, behold, if there is good toward David, won't I then send to you and disclose it to you? The Lord do so to Jonathan, and more also, should it please my father to do you evil, if I don't disclose it to you and send you away, that you may go in peace. May the Lord be with you as he has been with my father. You shall not only show me the loving kindness of the Lord while I still live, that I not die, but you shall also not cut off your kindness from my house forever. No, not when the Lord has cut off every one of the enemies of David from the surface of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with David's house, saying, The Lord will require it at the hand of David's enemies. Jonathan caused David to swear again for the love that he had to him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. Then Jonathan said to him, Tomorrow is the new moon, and you will be missed, because your seat will be empty. When you have stayed three days, go down quickly and come to the place where you hid yourself when this started, and remain by the stone, Azel. I will shoot three arrows on its side, as though I shot at a mark. Behold, I will send the boy, saying, Go find the arrows. If I tell the boy, Behold, the arrows are on this side of you, take them. Then come, for there is peace to you, and no danger, as the Lord lives. But if I say to this boy, Behold, the arrows are beyond you, then go your way, for the Lord has sent you away. Concerning the matter which you and I have spoken of, behold, the Lord is between you and me forever. So David hid himself in the field. When the new moon had come, the king sat himself down to eat food. The king sat on his seat as at other times, even on the seat by the wall. And Jonathan stood up, and Abner sat by Saul's side. But David's place was empty. Nevertheless, Saul didn't say anything that day, for he thought, Something has happened to him. He is not clean. Surely he is not clean. On the next day, after the new moon, the second day, David's place was empty. Saul said to Jonathan, his son, Why didn't the son of Jesse come to eat, either yesterday or today? Jonathan answered Saul, David earnestly asked permission of me to go to Bethlehem. He said, Please, let me go, for our family has a sacrifice in the city. My brother has commanded me to be there. Now, if I have found favor in your eyes, Please let me go away and see my brothers. Therefore he has not come to the king's table. Then Saul's anger burned against Jonathan, and he said to him, You son of a perverse, rebellious woman, don't I know that you have chosen the son of Jesse to your own shame and to the shame of your mother's nakedness? For as long as the son of Jesse lives on the earth, you will not be established nor will your kingdom. Therefore now, send and bring him to me, 
for he shall surely die. Jonathan answered Saul, his father, and said to him, Why should he be put to death? What has he done? Saul cast his spear at him to strike him. By this, Jonathan knew that his father was determined to put David to death. So Jonathan arose from the table in fierce anger and ate no food the second day of the month, for he was grieved for David because his father had treated him shamefully. In the morning, Jonathan went out into the field at the time appointed with David and a little boy with him. He said to his boy, Run, find now the arrows which I shoot. As the boy ran, he shot an arrow beyond him. When the boy had come to the place of the arrow which Jonathan had shot, Jonathan cried after the boy and said, Isn't the arrow beyond you? Jonathan cried after the boy, Go, fast, hurry, don't delay. Jonathan's boy gathered up the arrows and came to his master, but the boy didn't know anything. Only Jonathan and David knew the matter. Jonathan gave his weapons to the boy and said to him, Go, carry them to the city. As soon as the boy was gone, David arose out of the south and fell on his face to the ground and bowed himself three times. They kissed one another and wept with one another, and David wept the most. Jonathan said to David, Go in peace, because we have both sworn in the Lord's name, saying, The Lord is between me and you, and between my offspring and your offspring forever. He arose and departed, and Jonathan went into the city. The Book of Psalms, Chapter 11 For the Chief Musician by David In the Lord I take refuge. How can you say to my soul, Flee as a bird to your mountain? For behold, the wicked bend their arrows. They set their arrows on the strings, that they may shoot in darkness at the upright in heart. If the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his throne in heaven. His eyes observe, his eyes examine the children of men. The Lord examines the righteous, but his soul hates the wicked and him who loves violence. On the wicked he will rain blazing coals. Fire, sulfur, and scorching wind shall be the portion of their cup. For the Lord is righteous. He loves righteousness. The upright shall see his face. The Book of Psalms, Chapter 59 For the Chief Musician to the Tune of Do Not Destroy A Poem by David When Saul Sent And They Watched the House to Kill Him Deliver me from my enemies, O God. Set me on high from those who rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of iniquity. Save me from the bloodthirsty men. For behold, they lie in wait for my soul. The mighty gather themselves together against me, not for my disobedience, nor for my sin, O Lord. I have done no wrong, yet they are ready to attack me. Rise up, behold, and help me. You, O Lord, God of armies, the God of Israel, rouse yourself to punish the nations. Show no mercy to the wicked traitors. Selah. They return at evening, howling like dogs and prowl around the city. Behold, they spew with their mouth. Swords are in their lips. For they say, Who hears us? 
but you, O Lord, laugh at them. You scoff at all the nations. O my strength, I watch for you, for God is my high tower. My God will go before me with his loving kindness. God will let me look at my enemies in triumph. Don't kill them, or my people may forget. Scatter them by your power, and bring them down, Lord, our shield. For the sin of their mouth and the words of their lips, let them be caught in their pride. For the curses and lies which they utter, consume them in wrath, consume them, and they will be no more. Let them know that God rules in Jacob to the ends of the earth. Selah. At evening, let them return. Let them howl like a dog and go around the city. They shall wander up and down for food and wait all night if they aren't satisfied. But I will sing of your strength. Yes, I will sing aloud of your loving kindness in the morning. For you have been my high tower, a refuge in the day of my distress. To you, my strength, I will sing praises. For God is my high tower, the God of my mercy. Father God, there is such a stark contrast between Saul and David. Saul let pride enter in, and he removed himself from your presence. But David sought your presence, and you called him a man after your own heart. Help us to be more like David, and to look to you as our strength, as our high tower. We will sing of your loving kindness in the morning, and we will sing praises to you. Thank you for your mercy, Father. Amen. You can find Meditating the Word on your favorite podcast platform, on YouTube, and on Facebook. If you're listening to this on one of the many podcast platforms, you'll find links in the notes to all of the other locations. It's my goal to encourage others to strengthen their Christian walk through daily reading God's Word. You can help by sharing this podcast and by rating and reviewing it. Thank you for joining me. And know that I'm praying for you as we journey through the Bible together. And I can't wait to see you tomorrow. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing.